This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. Hello, and welcome to Marketing Trends. This is producer Ben Wilson. Today's episode features an interview with Janine Diaderio, CMO of Guitar Center. On this episode, Janine talks about the future of marketing and retail and how to build customer experiences that win. Enjoy. Marketing Trends is created by the team at Mission.org and sponsored by Salesforce Pardot, B2B marketing automation on the world's number one CRM. Are you ready to take your B2B marketing to new heights? With Pardot, marketers can find and nurture leads, close more deals, and maximize ROI. Learn more by visiting pardot.com slash podcast or click the link in the show notes. Here is your host, Ian Faison. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, Chief Content Officer here at Mission.org. And we have on the other line, Janine, what's going on? Hey, Ian, how are you? You know, I'm doing great. It's a uh, it's a great day, and I'm so excited to talk about guitars and your career in marketing. So first, how did you get into marketing in the first place? Well, you know, I started my career out in journalism, and I realized after doing a short stint as a news anchor that I was telling other people's stories and not developing and building stories on my own, which is what I loved. And so I made a a quick trip back to grad school and moved my career into the business sector with a marketing emphasis. And I think that it's allowed me to tell stories and build stories around brands and businesses that I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to do if I'd stayed as a journalist. And so flash forward to today, what is Mm -hmm. the scope of your responsibilities as CMO of Guitar Center? So I run our uh, internal agency, which does all the marketing and creative and content for Guitar Center brand and Musician's Friend brand. I also work in support of our sister brands with Music and Arts and Woodwind Brasswind on their creative concepts, their marketing branding, digital transformation, and more. And recently, my job has even expanded to take on more with customer data as we roll out a CRM platform and begin to better understand how to support our customers and build a really compelling journey through the music business. You know, retail is obviously going through a huge transformation, all different kinds of retail. And I think probably the vast majority of our listeners know of Guitar Center uh, as being hugely influential in pretty much anyone who is interested in in music or guitars. I think there's, there's a lot of history there. What were you so excited about, you know, joining Guitar Center? You know, when I looked at the opportunity, there were two things. One is the people here and the people in this business are super passionate about their creative exploits. And I found that to be really compelling. It's great to, you know, excite and and build interest with customers when they have that passion and they want to know more and learn more. So that was one. And then the other is, I believe that there's this gem of an opportunity in the music business to create more people making music. Um, If you think about, you know, the musicians that we all grew up with and that we love to listen to and what will the future generations listen to, you know, we need to be giving back and creating paths for new people to make sounds and make music and to create and produce in this, in this industry. And so the excitement of 
launching lessons with Guitar Center and uh, through our music and arts business and building those pathways for new players was really an exciting opportunity for me. And you've done some pretty amazing stints at, at some global brands. What's kind of the state of Guitar Center's footprint at this point kind of globally? So we are uh, national in scope from a retail perspective uh, for Guitar Center brand and our uh, .com businesses. Uh, music and arts is not quite national footprint yet in U.S., but we also create private label brands that we manufacture on our own, and we sell those private label brands into retailers around the globe, primarily in Asia and now expanding into Europe. So it's not a guitar center business that we have that is an international footprint, but it is more of a branded business with brands like Acoustic Amplifiers and Mitchell Guitars. Were there any kind of like early experiences that you kind of like learned uh, in kind of the early years that from a music standpoint, like kind of led you to this point that you were, you know, really excited about music? You know, that's a, it's a great question. I was definitely a band geek. I you know, started playing the flute and tenor saxophone in my middle school years and then went on to be in the marching band in my high school um, and played in the symphony and the orchestra. And there's something very compelling and sort of team building and you know camaraderie that comes from being part of a musical experience like that. And I sustained that through uh, college. I, I played in the symphony orchestra in college. Didn't continue that after I got out into the, the, you know, the business world in my career. But it was something that sort of formed my early years and formed sort of the way that I look at being part of a team was really through music and through creating music and creating, you know, unique, you know, performances. That was something I think for me when I said, yeah, Guitar Center sounds really interesting that I play back to is that kind of passion and that creativity and that enthusiasm and excitement around being part of something meaningful like music. And you, you know, as you mentioned, you have the title of both chief marketing officer and chief communications officer. Mm-hmm. Why, why both? And like, why, why do you think that that's important? Um, you know, that, that kind of, you hold both, both of those positions or maybe they're not separate and it's just, you know, maybe there's no need for that. It's the same thing. I don't know. Well, it, it is a combination of, of two things. What I would say is the, the CMO job in general is, you know, significantly changing and, and even, you know, more so in retail, giving us more responsibility and accountabilities across things like digital marketing and e-commerce and, you know, areas that, you know, years ago, a CMO wouldn't have worked on. And so the communications part of my role is really not only what I do from the marketing side, which is, you know, managing the brand, but my communications role adds that level of protecting the brand and making sure that the things that we are doing are in keeping with, um, you know, who we are and what we aspire to be to our customers. You know, we are in a retail world that is looked at for performance, looked at for its business impact, looked at for its, its community impact. And that just expands my capability to tell stories and to build relationships with our customer outside of just the standard selling of our day-to-day, you know, gear and lessons and all the things that we do that really talk more meaningfully about, you know, music education in America and in edu- and, and across our country um, to represent that when it makes sense from a corporate communication standpoint to handle issues and opportunities that benefit the business 
and to put you know good information out through our PR channels about what we're doing to make an impact. So it's the combination of the two things and the integration of marketing and communications um, that make my job exciting and fun and I think benefit the company. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about some of those things that you're working on for awareness around just music in general and facilitating, mm-hmm. you know, the next generation of musicians. You know, some folks might think that that's a pretty long tail strategy, uh, you know, m- might not be as mission or it's mission aligned, but maybe not, you know, uh, driving sales tomorrow. Like kind of how do you how do you feel about that? Well, I'll tell you the experience that we've had of, as we've rolled out lessons facilities into all of our uh, Guitar Center stores kind of speaks differently about it. It says that there is an opportunity for people to come in and learn and experience. There's an opportunity for people who maybe have stopped playing to come back and play again. And there's an opportunity for this generational sharing of learning uh, to play music that we're seeing happening as well, which is you know, father to son, father to daughter, mother to son, where they're sharing their passion of playing. I, I look at my own personal uh, relationship with music. I mentioned that I played for a long time um, in the Woodwind Brasswind area. My daughter plays guitar. Her growing up and wanting to learn to play guitar uh, made it easy for me to talk about my experiences with her, and it certainly became a generational sharing opportunity from a mother to a daughter. Uh, my dad plays guitar, and I remember growing up you know, with him playing and, and that being part of my musical journey. And so there is this connectivity of the generations that happens with people who want to learn. As we've rolled out lessons, the other thing that we're seeing is some of our lessons customers become our best customers in a short amount of time. You know, they get the passion, they get the excitement, they begin to have success, they see things happening, and they want to upgrade their, you know, their guitar or their piano or their, you know, their gear to be able to do more and learn more and grow. And so we look at lessons as, you know, not just feeding the consumers of tomorrow, but really putting consumers on this path that they stick with us for a long period of time. And we believe that it's beneficial to both of us. We're teaching and educating and growing their capability and they're becoming lifelong customers. So what do those look like? What are those, um, what are those lessons that like, how does marketing help facilitate that? Sure. So the first thing that we've had to work on is just making people aware that we now offered lessons in the guitar center stores, our music and arts business. Um, it really is different than guitar center Music and Arts really focuses on the beginner instrument in schools. They do school rentals. They do um, lessons across a broader spectrum, so including things like violins and violas and cellos and clarinets and flutes and saxophones and trombones. So they have a different kind of relationship. They've always been very successful, and as we expand that, that capability allows kids to experience you know, different kinds of, of instruments that they may want to play. Guitar Center, we offer the same, although it's predominantly um, guitar, keyboards, and drums, and vocals, where we're seeing, you know, the majority of our customers wanting to take lessons. The predominance of lessons takers are 7 to 17 years old. Um, The parent is usually the decision maker. But make no mistake, we have seniors and women and men of all ages wanting to learn to play or relearn to play or, you know, improve their skill set. Um, but the majority, again, is, is the 7 to 17-year-old, and that's really exciting. If you think about all the things that we're competing with for their time and attention, you know, everything from sports to, you know, creative arts like dance to their screens and their video games, 
Um, you know, music is another path for extracurricular, you know, activity. And it's great to see these kids coming in, learning, sticking with it. Um, some of them actually performing. We, uh, we just shot a TV commercial and video for um, our lessons program. And we brought in these kids that had been part of an, an early work that we'd done just, you know, for some signage and so on. And they were lessons takers in our, in our, our facilities. And all of them had sort of stuck together. They started their own little band and they started playing together. And we thought, what a great way to highlight the fun of taking lessons and learning to play and what comes from it. And so in the commercial, you'll see these four kids who have kind of built their own little band out of learning together. And so not only did it build their music capability, it built friendship. You've worked for, you know, companies like iconic companies like Miller Coors and Walt Disney Company, um, you know, Stanford Children's Health, Whole Foods. You know, those, a lot of those companies really have lasting, you know, impact as a brand. Um, how do you mm -hmm. think about like the next 10 years uh, for a guitar center? How do you think about, you know, keeping this as a relevant brand that continues to innovate and, and do things that are top of mind for, uh, for musicians? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, the, the thing that I've, I've learned over the brands that I've had the opportunity to work for um, and on is, you know, to have that, that standard, that basis of who you are and what you mean and be and stick to it. Um, you know, we've looked at things like brand elasticity and how we can stretch the brand and what it can do and can't do. And the reality for us is, you know, the more people that we can encourage to play, the more people that have the benefit or the experience to play, the more musicians there'll be in the world. And if you think about, you know, each of the brands that I've, I've worked on, you know, we've always had a position that said, what, is, what do we matter? What, what's our, our point of meaning in the customer's life? And I, I think there's a really strong point for this business that is, you know, the benefit of playing music. One of the things that we, you know, realize is that not everybody has the means to play and not everybody has the capability to take lessons or even purchase an instrument. And so a core part of what we also do is focus on philanthropy. And through our Guitar Center Foundation and our charitable efforts, we really want to make sure that anybody who wants to play, even if they don't have the means to play, has the ability to play. That music has such a powerful you know, important role to play in society, that giving people that opportunity builds people up. We just created a, a full print and content piece on, you know, how people are using music to give back to the world. And we highlighted people um, like Lady Gaga and her Born This Way Foundation, what she's been able to do with music. And we highlighted a group out of Memphis, Tennessee, uh, called Songwriting with Soldiers that works with soldiers who have come back from duty and put, pairs them with songwriters to help tell their story through music. And we look at the power of that. And so where I see the long-term opportunity is for Guitar Center and all of our brands is really to continue to provide those pathways for people to use music, to express themselves, to build their passion, to, you know, as therapy or as ways to, you know, propel their capability. If we continue down that path, we'll continue to be successful. I want to switch gears a little bit towards just, you know, retail in general and the transformation of uh, how retail is done omni-channel. It seems like you've obviously had a ton of experience with both 
you know, retail brick and mortar stores and also online. I'm curious, like, what do you think, what is the, what is kind of the best practice? And I know this is probably its own episode, but you know, for, for those CMOs that are listening or marketing leaders that are doing omni-channel, that are looking at ways to increase both, you know, in-store traffic and online traffic, kind of what are some of your best practices that you've seen? I'll tell you a little bit, excuse me, about where we are, and, and maybe some of that is best practices and some of, it, some of it is learning. The first thing I would say in, in this transforming retail environment is what we're seeing, and, and I think you've probably heard this from others, is that people are interested in experiences, not just shopping for the sake of shopping, but experiences where they can go and enjoy the, the opportunity, do something different. And that's really been one of our key focuses is making sure that when you're in a guitar center, that it is a great and compelling experience, as opposed to maybe some local mom and pops where you can't necessarily take down the instruments and play them without talking to somebody behind the counter. We encourage people to come in, you know, pick up a guitar off the guitar wall, plug it into an amp. We have cables and amps and stools everywhere. We've got picks ready for you to play and just play. Play anything you want to play, experience it, touch it, feel it. You know, it is a very sensory experience to interact with a musical instrument. You know, not only what it sounds like, but what it feels like in your hands, what the grease in the strings smells like. Um, it's all of those components of the gear and the instrument that you can only experience physically and in person. And so, you know, we encourage people to come in and play and try and it's also why we've expanded our capabilities in all of our stores to round out the musician's experience. So we offer not only the opportunity to try and play an instrument, but if you have an instrument, we have repairs and modifications. So we can you know, meet, make it to your specifications. We can change your strings. We can fix things. We also offer rentals. So if you're a gigging musician or just want to play in your backyard, you don't have to make the purchase for your PA or your speakers or your microphones, you can come in and rent those from us. If you want to learn, you can take lessons in, in our stores. And if you're a business, we have our pro services that allow you to work with us to design and engineer and install studios. We do those in you know, people's homes. We do them in businesses. We do them across the country in churches and, and bars and restaurants as well. So we really try to round out the full experience, meeting every need of the customer in this musical space. That's first and foremost. And then we translate that across not only our in-store brick and mortar environment, but we use and leverage our um, digital capabilities and our online capabilities to provide a seamless experience between the two so that you, know, you can purchase lessons online. You can see you know, the latest in information on gear that we have in our stores. You can learn about what we call our Gear Geeky series where we will talk in detail about certain you know, products or, or items that maybe are a little bit more complex. So you can learn and experience and grow you know, with our online capabilities. And so it really is thinking about your customer holistically. What are all the components that they need to do what they wanna do? And how do you provide those and make them easy to access and easy to experience? And I think that's what allows us to win in this omni-channel environment in this kind of changing uh, retail transformation is thinking experience, what does the customer need? And how do we get them to them get get it to them seamlessly and in a way that you know supports them across whatever channel they come to us in? Do you ever worry about like the person who 
comes into the store, spends a bunch of time trying a bunch of stuff out, you know, figures out what they like and then like goes to try to buy it online. Like how do you kind of get that person to, uh, you know, to really want to complete the transaction with you all? That's a great question. One of the things about the the majority of the musical instrument business is it's map pricing. So you have, you know, pricing um, that's equal across all. So it's never about finding the better price or a different price or seeing if somebody can get it for you cheaper. It really is selling at the very best price we can offer, but also providing all of the service that comes with it. So we can finance customers through our own company credit card. We've got warranty service that we can provide and help them with. Um, with all of the other components between rentals and repairs and lessons, um, we make sure that the customer sees the value in doing business with us. Now, that's not to say that we won't service a, a guitar you bought somewhere else. We will. But we, you know, really try to keep the, our customers in the fold by service, and by content, by providing them good information and really building a relationship with them. You know, our store associates, many of them um, have lists of customers that they've worked with for years and years. They build relationships with them. They know what they like. They know what's important to them. They can help them with whatever is out there. They've got their ear to the ground on new products. We have a very robust new product kind of pipeline where we know about it. We, we train our staff on you know, what is new and what's upcoming. And then they can reach out to their customers they've done business with and talk about new products or new solutions that maybe they don't know about. Then it really is thinking about the customer in a way that is different than just a one-time sale. It's a long-term proposition. How do we build that relationship with you that keeps you wanting to come back because we know how to take care of you? Do you have any favorite campaigns that you've worked on or, uh, yeah, and it could be through the years or it could be recent ones at Guitar Center that were, you know, particularly went well? You know, um, yeah, that's a great a great opportunity for me to talk a little bit about the things I love to do. There's a few that come to mind. Probably here at Guitar Center, you know, we do um, something we call Guitarathon. It, it doesn't sound revolutionary, but it's a it's the greatest guitar sale on earth, according to us. But it's something we've been doing for for quite some time. Um, when I got here, we reinvented it because it really isn't a time when people think retail sale, um, and so we have to kind of promote it front and center. And we've done some relationships with players, with guitarists, you know, musicians to really talk about the event that happens in our stores. We do workshops. We bring in the latest guitars. We have custom shop people come in and talk about, you know, what they're creating. And it's a really great time to talk about everything guitar. And the one time that that I will say I'm super proud of and, and really excited about was we started seeing some changes in the makeup of guitar players, more and more women were playing. More and more women were learning to play. More and more women were buying guitars, which is exciting. And we decided that we would do for the first time, put a female artist, a guitar player on the front and center in our advertising. And that was Nita Strauss. And Nita is, you know, metal rock and roller. She's an amazing guitarist, played with Alice Cooper. She was releasing uh, her own album and she was just a pleasure to work with. You know, we got great response to the advertising that we put out with her. Um, And then we followed up with this whole series of women guitarists that were making a difference in, you know, in music today. So we talked to um, She Shreds Magazine and had them come and do a panel with us. We talked to the lead singer and the lead uh, guitarist from the Donnas. We brought out the uh, guitarist for Beyonce. And we had all of these women guitarists talking about 
you know, their capability and, and, and how they've broken through in, in the music business. And it was really heartwarming and compelling. And even today I get emails from female guitarists who saw the advertising or who've been in our stores and seen some of the work or been online and seen some of the work um, and thank us for talking about um, this underserved population in music. And I get women who work in our stores who say it was the proudest moment that they've had working for, you know, Guitar Center. And that's really compelling and really exciting. And I, I want us to tell more and more diverse stories of people finding their sound, using their voice in music, and what it's meant to them. And, and I think that was the beginning. It kind of opened the door for us to, to tell more stories. So I'm, I'm really super proud of that work. Before that, I would say there was a couple other pieces. Um, certainly at Whole Foods, we put together the first national advertising campaign for Whole Foods um, around values matter. And it was really talking about the differences in the products that we sold and how the values that we established as a company were important and they mattered in the food that we sold and the things that people eat. And we talked about, you know, organic produce and we talked about animal welfare standards and marine fishing standards. And I think that was a new kind of voice in the food advertising that talked about, you know, how to think about your food differently and that values and how what you value in life really matters in the food that you buy. And I'm really proud of that work as well. There's been a lot of others, but those two stand out in, in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, I think now with the work that you did at Whole Foods and, and the rise of sustainability as a primary driver of, you know, how new food products are made and marketed and, and created and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you can see those campaigns clearly had a huge effect on, um, you know, on the industry as a whole. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. I, I'm, I'm glad to see people, you know, talking about and caring about the food they eat and, and recognizing that we want things to be different. And I think that that was the, the thing, the impetus of the advertising we did back at, at Whole Foods. And I'm excited to see, you know, more and more food companies taking that to heart and talking about their differences and, and making it meaningful and authentic, not, not just smoke and mirrors, but really meaningful, authentic change, which is, you know, compelling. Not just for the press release, but actually, you know, to showcase the impact and the value and the mission that the company has. I mean, clearly we love that. Okay. Let's get into the lightning round. These questions okay. are fast and easy just like B2B marketing automation with Pardot. You can go to pardot.com slash podcast <laughs> to learn more about marketing automation on the world's number one CRM. That is Salesforce. Mm -hmm. Fast and easy questions. Lightning round style. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm ready. What is your favorite one day getaway in Southern California? Ooh, Santa Barbara. What about your favorite thing to cook or eat? Ooh, cook or eat. Well, I, anything chocolate would be my favorite thing to eat. My favorite thing to cook is Italian food that was my mother-in-law's recipe. What is your favorite book or podcast that you've read or listened to recently? Well, Mission.org and Marketing Trends would be my favorite podcast. 
Um, one of the things that I've read recently that I loved has been a series on customer journey and, and you know, planning the how to build the capability to talk to customers along the way. Um, the name of the book was Journey Builder. I found it fascinating because it takes into consideration things outside of where you as the retailer touch the customer. And I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people forget is the customer has a life outside of you. And I love that part of the book. Best advice for a first-time CMO? Ooh, best advice. Ask lots of questions. You know, the the thing that I've learned after 10 years of being a CMO is that you're not the person that knows it all. And so ask questions, you know, ask why, ask legacy people who've been in the organization a long time, how things transpired or got to the way they got to, and make a nod to what is important in the organization when you think about change. What question do you never get asked that you wish you were asked more often? What is the secret to my 30-year marriage? What is the secret indeed? Um, Humor. We laugh at each other, with each other, constantly. Um, We make fun of each other. Um, After 30 years, you're allowed to do that. Well, I couldn't agree more. Thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. Everybody, if you're looking for a guitar or just anything, you know, music related, uh, you know, talk to Janine. Go check out Guitar Center. Um, Any final thoughts? Anything to plug? No, thank you so much. This has been really great. You've given me an opportunity to talk about things that I love. And I would also tell people, even if you don't play and you want to play, come in and we'll teach you. Learning to play is just as much fun. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing Trends. Marketing Trends is created by the team at Mission.org and sponsored by Salesforce Pardot. World-class marketers use Pardot to generate and nurture leads, close more deals, and maximize ROI at every stage of the sales cycle. Empower your marketing team to become revenue-generating superheroes and let Pardot's data analysis keep an eye on the bottom line. Learn more by visiting pardot.com slash podcast or click on the link in the show notes. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, The messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. 
Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.